0: Good day, and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Great to have you. We're studying in the Word of God again this morning, and uh, at least I am. I have my cup of tea here with a little light cream. And a nutrition bar. I know it's not bacon and eggs, but hey, we do the best we can, right? And uh, I hope that you have been able to spend some time with the Lord. It's exciting to be able to wake up every day and to be able to meditate in the Word of God. I can't recommend it highly enough to you because it really does set the tone and govern your day. So I encourage you to tune in as frequently as you can uh, and have your soul encouraged in the Word of God. We're back in Jeremiah chapter 6 this morning, and we're looking for this very last time at verse 16, where Jeremiah writes, Thus saith the Lord, Stand ye in the ways, and see, and ask for the old paths. Where is the good way? And walk therein, and ye shall find rest for your souls. A great promise for us today, uh, as it's something that we need to revisit from time to time, because most of you know that if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, the rest that God gives to your soul is something beyond Uh, understanding. There can be a whirlwind of tribulations and stresses going on around you, but if you're finding your hope in the Lord, if you're finding your joy and your satisfaction in Jesus himself, uh, then you're going to be able to have rest for your soul in spite of all those things that are going on. So Jeremiah, once again, is pleading Uh, with the Israelite people, and he's saying to them, you have strayed from the path, you have left your love for God, your awareness of him, you don't have the passion for him, and where your soul was just taken up in knowing him, and thanking him for his goodness to you, and you have substituted inferior things to try to find rest for your soul. Now, I'm going to tell you, if you haven't figured this out already, it's very subtle. Uh, These wrong paths that you can slip off of, uh, slip into, uh, is is very subtle, as sometimes when you don't even recognize it, you get into a certain pattern because let's face it, our natural inclination as human beings is to be repelled from God because of our sinful nature. Uh, if anybody thinks that it's natural for us to run to God and submit to him does not understand the nature of a human being. Uh, the fact is that in our depravity and brokenness. Uh, We run from God every opportunity we get. Now, some people object to that statement and say, well, what about all of these people groups and ethnic groups that create these idols? They want to worship God. No, what they're doing is they're demonstrating their rebellion against their creator, by having a religion of their own development, of their own imagination. And usually it's just a messed up form of the human being, like the Greek pantheon of gods that are just a bunch of womanizing lion cheating unethical deities that the greeks began to venerate and to worship. Uh and, and I I lived in south in uh, in west africa for a long time and you got to be exposed to these people groups that had these deities that were no reflection of the one true god but rather were a reflection of their own brokenness and their own Uh, immoral natures. So uh, there is a natural repelling that happens in the life of a human being. So, you know, how else would you explain that when we sin, most people absent themselves from the house of God, they no longer read their Bible, they no longer pray to God, when in reality, that's the very one they should be running to, to run to be in God's house, to run to their Bible, to run to Jesus and pray. But we don't do that, do we? And so uh, much of my ministry is, is is trying to interject into people's lives that they need to run. To. It's like herding chickens sometimes, but it's just to get these people to run to Christ. And maybe that's you today. I don't know. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're not ever going to find rest for your souls while you're running from the living God. People run from God in different ways. I've already identified. Identified that there are people that try to find rest for their souls in their accomplishments and the external things they do for God. That they think that somehow that's going to be the substitute for actually knowing God and pursuing him. And they find that those things come up empty. Their accomplishments just don't provide uh, the, the, uh, the rest that they're looking for. There are some people that are trying to find rest for their souls and having a manufactured checklist of spiritual things. It's inevitably a very short list, but they're looking at this list and they're trying to check these boxes, uh, and Christianity and rest for your souls is not checked boxes. Uh, because there's always more boxes than you can check. You're never going to be able to do enough checks of boxes to be able to find peace and satisfaction in your soul. There'll always be another one that you fall short of. So it's important that you not base your rest on trying to check your boxes. A third one today I would suggest is there are some people that find rest for their souls in trying to prove something to God. You know, the Apostle Paul, before he was Paul, was Saul. You remember that in reading the Bible? Philippians chapter 3, Saul records that he was really passionate and over the top. He was zealous about about serving God without really knowing God. And in his passion to try to prove himself to God, he ended up committing great, horrible, immoral acts. Uh, And... Um, uh, it, it, that was all before his conversion, and he expresses gratitude in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, where he said, you know, I put all that zeal into every work I did for God before I was saved, and then when I truly understood the gospel, when I met Jesus Christ, I'm no longer driven to try to perform in order to get God to like me. He said, I didn't have to prove myself to God anymore. I did endure, endure hardship, but it was the grace of God and me being absolutely enamored, grateful, in love with the grace of God that I knew, uh, he says, I knew I could rest in that grace. Listen to that, what he says in Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, in my weaknesses, not in my strengths, but I glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak then am I strong. Paul was very pointed about that, that when he found that he no longer had to prove himself to God and he could just rest in God's free gift, his grace and mercy, that he found rest for his soul. Because there's so many people that they're very zealous and religious, but it's not until they rest in the grace of God that that they are able to have that kind of contentment. And last of all, on this topic there are some people that are trying to find rest in proving uh themselves to humanity to to other men when when their motive for even the work of god is to please a pastor is to please a mentor a sunday school teacher or a critic or something like that you lose the peace of god because there is no satisfaction Uh, that you can do that's going to make men pleased with you. Rest only comes. You remember that famous Bible verse where the Lord Jesus Christ is teaching one day in Matthew chapter 28, excuse me, Matthew chapter 11, uh, verse 28, where he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and I will give you... Rest for your souls. Rest comes when you take Christ's yoke upon you. Now, what does that mean? It means to take His word, to take His teaching, to take His very person on you and learn about Him, learn from Him, be absolutely caught up in knowing things about Christ. I have a lot of people that come to me sometimes and they feel a little bit lost. Uh, spiritually. Maybe they've not been discipled like they should. Maybe they come from a different ministry. But one of the first things I tell people is, how well do you know Jesus? How well do you know Christ? You know, that one you said you gave your life to. I'm suggesting then that they take the Gospels and read through them multiple times in order that they might be able to to be found in him and his words abide in them. And when you do that heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, if you're doing that, not trying to prove yourself to a a pastor or a mentor or something of that nature, you're going to find rest for your soul. And it never ceases to surprise me that those who really, uh, really immerse themselves in knowing Christ and thinking about Him and meditating on His teaching, there is a settled sense of peace that comes over their soul that's such a blessing. Are you looking for rest for your soul today? Turn from all those things that I've mentioned to you um, and turn from the path of your doing, your pride, and walk in humility then you'll find rest for your soul. Micah chapter 6, verse 8, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. God bless you. I'm praying for you.